Welcome to the Swim Swam Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges, joining us today. He is a high-performance consultant for Philippine swimming. He's the head coach of Zinta Pro Swimming. He was also the head coach of Team Iron and the ISL. Today, we're going to talk about all those coaching factors and a few more with Mr. Luca Gabrillo. How's it going, man? My pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thank you. It's going to be an interesting topic. I hope. Uh, excited. excited to talk about your current coaching situation too because you're kind of all over the place you're coaching a few different elite level athletes from a few different countries um so first off you are currently in austria right now um who are you coaching at this moment you know today tomorrow in austria Today, tomorrow, it's here, Barbara Semanova. It's in this moment with uh, in this moment with me here in Austria, like physically. I'm coaching uh, remote for the next eight days, Kyla Sanchez in Philippines, because then she's gonna join me for for a competition. Hopefully, we need to receive the okay from the FINA because the residence period in uh, in Philippines. We will see how they're gonna manage this. I cannot ensure that's gonna happen, but that's the plan. And I'm co- coaching remotely, again, the same way uh, Robert Glintan did the competition and he's in Romania. So we have this period. We were about one month together now in Asia. Now we have this 10, 14 days where we are. Each one is at his own place. Barbara just joined me here to continue the, the work. Yeah, that's the actual situation in terms of coaching. So you were just in the Philippines uh, with Barbara and Kyla as well. Um, how did you... How did you get hooked up with the Philippines and become a, a high performance consultant for them and end up working with Kyla? Do you want the real answer? Like it might take maybe one minute longer, but it's more interesting because all this story, what you're going to ask me, it's about how things are happening. I think if I understood your question, it's how things are happening. And this is the part. So I used to be the head coach of Team Israel from 2017 to 21 until the Olympics. And uh, and during the last pre-camp, we picked Philippines. And um, after the Olympics, I decided to quit swimming, basically, uh, coaching and everything. Actually, before the Olympics, I, I realized that, that I didn't want to do this anymore. And then Iron came in, and some swimmers during the Olympics, during Irons, convinced me to go pro, to, create, to have a team to train together. And uh, in the meantime... I got an offer from several federations for privacy reason. I cannot name them, but we are talking about four or five federations asking different positions from head coaching until consultancy until checking their development of the National High Performance Center. So, and I had to refuse all of them because I couldn't work for a federation on a classic way anymore. Nothing bad against people, but it's definitely not my way. For your information, I never coached basically in a, in a club. Maybe like two years, kids, they were less than 10 years old. And from that moment, I was catapulted international swimming. That was 2009, 2010. And so I know only federations. I, I don't know anything else, basically, as, as, a, as a coach or first team manager that I used to be. And, uh, and I realized that I wish to change uh, this path. It was not what was exciting me anymore. It was too much politics and interest and making people happy instead of focusing enjoying swimming and working with the athletes 
So yeah, I decided to stop. And then Philippine came in and asked me in a very nice way. And the, the president of the Philippine, Lani Velasco, uh, she's, uh, she's very particular person in terms of ideas. She convinced me basically without giving me any money. So if many people think, oh, Luca's going to the Philippines because he's like putting million in his pocket, I can tell you that's not true. I'm in the Philippines because, and I tell you, I accept this. Nobody knew about this, but I accept this before knowing about Kyla. I didn't know about Kyla. So I accepted because I said, okay, I will start from zero. I like the idea from start with a very low level country compared to what I used to and what I could do actually, and try to change something. And then of course came in Kyla and became, okay, now you have two very different jobs, coaching the top athlete and mentoring the coaches and athletes that are swimming men on the level of Kyla that's much slower than her. It, it's a big challenge. I love the idea. I believe uh, the most interesting part of my job it's inter uh, interfering is wrong. Working with the culture aspect, cultural aspect of the country and try to change the high performance culture. This, this is this is my this is my core business in terms of federation, working on the high performance culture because you can have any strategy that you want, you can have any plan that you want. Culture, we eat strategy for breakfast. There is no way to beat culture. So whatever I'm trying to do, I realize is the first thing you need to do. You need to work with the country, with the mentality, with the system, and from inside, like with the Trojan horse, change it. And the Philippine came, really, it came just, okay, I like this lady, I like the place. They offer me good holidays, if you want to know. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> it's, uh, that, that's it, but that's not the part that convinced me again. It's the treatment, it's the human connection, the place. And then when Kyla came, became just, okay, I said, okay, that fits with my program, with my idea. and. And I like Kyle. I mean, we like each other very much in terms of um, how I'm working and, and she how is reacting. So it became like, oh, wow, that's a huge opportunity. Yeah. Did when Kyla came to the Philippines, did she know that you were going to be there? Did she have another coach in mind that she was going to work with? Apparently, I don't know this. They told me this. Kyla told me this. Miss Velasco, the president, told me this. Um, the final step of Kyla deciding she needed also a coach. And then when the president told her that I will be the coach there, which I didn't know this, that's, I love when people do these tricks behind my back, if it's on the positive way. So I appreciate this. And that's what Kyla knew. Kyla knew about me. Yes. I didn't know about the Kyla. Kyla knew about me. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> nice. Um, so, so then now you're kind of going back and forth between you were just in the Philippines, you're in Austria. Uh, you also spend time in Tenerife, uh, which yeah. is which is an island in, in Spain, or off the coast of Spain, rather. So you're kind of <laughs> bouncing around to all these different places, coaching athletes remote, sometimes coaching in person. What works for you about this method of of kind of hopping around all over and sometimes coaching in person, sometimes coaching not in person? Um, it happened during COVID first, because being unable to be in Israel for a period, I started realizing that something can happen online with motivated people. Let's, let's make like a big separation is, uh, I will never work in my life anymore with not motivated athletes. They can be Olympic champion. They can be son of God. They can, they can be whatever they want. I will not work with not motivated people. It doesn't mean they need to be high level. I, I don't, I don't mean that I want to work with Olympic champion only. No, I'm not saying this at all. I'm saying if, if there is a kid ultra motivated, his talent, his level is not interesting me too much. I want to work with people that can do something. So during COVID, I realized that things are possible with motivated people. Some people swim very good 
with a distance program, having good assistance also, because each of these guys, the remote, has an assistant there working with them. It's not alone by himself. And um, this project started last year. And last year, my group was around 10, 12 swimmers with another coach. And that's when I realized during Budapest, the World Championships and the preparation to the World Championship, there was so much work to do for me to find a way to work, to make the system work. It's a new system. It's very complicated. Find founding, it's super complicated. I guess it's going to be your future question, one of your future questions. So it was so hard to do this. I was a manager, coach, a father, a husband, and a human. And with 10, 12 swimmers, it was just too much. I was not able anymore to give the, the people that really need my help 100%. I was not able to do this. When I understood this, I decided, okay, the team is going from 10, 12 to four, five people. And that's it. Because with those people, you know, when they are remote, I speak with them maybe twice per day. So we're spending one hour per day on the phone or discussing or sending videos or having feedbacks or just discussing how was the pizza or how is the, you know, like it became, it's, it's more than a training group. It's really like people that have, they have like a common goal and it's a win-win, lose-lose situation for all of us. And we commit to the fact that we want to change the approach to swimming in terms of training and looking at it, as you said, it's a unique approach, but it's it's taken by every part when I work. In Switzerland, when I was the, the coach and the head coach of the National Performance Center, we had Ian Thorpe there. We have Andre Greshin. We have Teresa Alzheimer for a short period. We had it was already the idea of having international group. Then I moved in, in Charlotte with, with Coach Marsh. He inspired me a lot about this. I own him a lot of my career. Not as much as Gennady Turetsky, which was my mentor. Sorry, I had to mention him. He's not with us anymore, but... That man changed my life completely and was not an easy path, but I own him. Everything that I do in sport to him and my mother, because she was my first inspiration, was an Olympic champion, by the way. I own to my mother and Gennady Tureski everything what I'm doing. And uh, then came Dave Marsh. He showed me what it's team elite project. I saw stuff inside. I saw very good things. I saw some mistakes. I saw things that I want to do differently. And when the project of, of Israel was over and I sell was going on, I realized, you know what, I can do it actually by myself. I, I need just to do it. And if I look stupid, I, I don't really care about this. If I fail, I enjoy doing something different because I really dislike the system of swimming as it now. Dislike doesn't mean that I won't want to work against, but I think it's not the most beneficial for the swimmers and it's not more dynamic. We could take much more out of this. So I prefer to jump out of it and do it on my way. Yeah. So uh, you alluded to this. What what does that way look like? What does your way look like, especially with the mentors you have, uh, you have had, David Marsh uh, at, at Team Elite and Swim Mac, and, and then I'm sorry, your other mentor. I don't want to butcher his name. Um, Turetsky. Turetsky. Yes. Um, you know what? What have you taken from them to 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 put into your own mold? Uh, from Gennady. I took the fact is, it was one sentence, whatever you are in your life, be a rock. Because when you kind of come storm, people will catch the rock and we stay attached to the rock. So what does it mean is, be in the middle, don't move, don't react and keep going forward. This is the hardest thing to learn in my career so far. That's the things that I learned suffering the most because I'm an emotional person and being able to stay steady and to let stuff go, especially now that I'm solo, it's hard, man. It's hard. It's just one delusion after the other. 
it's being tricked one one day after the other it's being disappointed one day after the and you took you take everything so personal it is so hurting everything that's happening that i needed really to put my i cannot say i cannot curse um my stuff together and and not to react and move on because crying it will not help me anyhow and the people that are next to me deserve a rock that show them the light is that direction i don't give up we are right we're having success keep moving on from day march mostly i took the idea is that's also business out of the technical part we're not talking about swimming right we're talking about management so they they've shown me that you can be all over if you have a clear path which means i created my frame in my frame that i have around me i can be chaotic but i cannot break my frame what does it mean it means they have specific rules which is exactly what i told you i realized that i cannot have 10 swimmers it's what it costed me to cut out some really good swimmer tell them please find another solution i suggest you to go there it costed me my fame maybe some money maybe maybe they're going to be better next year and i could get the results but it's not about taking the results of them i want something that i know that i i was part of this i know that i changed them so that's what i understood from dave you can you can manage this you can be the high performance consultant from a country and you have your team here and then you move team here and you make them interact and every time everybody takes benefit uh, benefit of this tough very very tough but it's possible the only problem is new people are not willing to let the old system go but it's inevitable if we want to move swimming on the pro teams needs to take all, not over that's wrong need to grow and need to be an alternative for who wants to do something different than the classical system i just saw one one team member from last year <clears throat> from my team linea mac an amazing an amazing lady from california now they created the aloha uh, oh, i just read the name aloha team pro team in hawaii so it's it's happening and she's an amazing person she will give such a big boost to this team and i hope that these guys grow grow because they have big names inside they they going to have definitely more success of recognition than myself because <clears throat> i didn't want to have people promoting me i just said no no don't publicity any pr to to make this grow it's it's my work and my image that's going to do this but i see that's happening and i hope that more of them are going to come so to answer your question is the main thing i learned is this is a business that can bring benefit benefits for the swimmers hmm. So the swimmers you're working with now, uh, Kyla, Barbara, um, <clears throat> and uh, sorry, Glinta, Robert Glinta. And Perry. what? Sorry, Eric Persson. Oh, and Eric, yes, Eric Persson of Sweden. Uh, so you've been working with a few of them. I, I'm pretty sure for at least a year or two now. Uh, so what are you learning about this new, short, smaller group? You know, what are you picking up? What are you? What are you learning about these athletes now that you're a little more zoomed in and focused on them? Uh, I, I mean, I, I will not tell you weird stuff, but like from I learned about Glinta from last season. <clears throat> Professionally, personally, I think I know about him as much as his family member. And he knows about me. Like we went through the system that now, now com when I communicate with Robert. In one text message, it, it's it's a live story inside. We don't need to talk too much. We we know each other. We understand each other. When he's texting in the morning, my stroke was like this. I didn't feel this. I know exactly what he means. So okay, let's adapt for the afternoon and let's do this kind of set because we're supposed to eight one hundred. Let's do six one hundred, but with the pull in the band and focus on the end of the stroke because that was your message. So the communication became became much more clear, and the needs 
of the swimmer are more clear. And the most important part, the responsibility of the swimmer. That, that's what is different now. I have these four people, maybe five or six that are around. While talking with you, I got just one message from a swimmer now. I'm not kidding. I cannot say the name. I guess she will not be happy. Okay, now we know that's a she. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Like men, men, people can come. I see myself as a service delivery. So if you come and you want to buy a season plan, let's go. You want to work until Paris together, if it's okay for me and for my team. Because if I bring a new team member, I need okay veto. So just to let you, like my four guys, they can, they can say like, I have a veto. I don't want this person. Fair enough. You have the priority. The dudes, that's my core. And from technically wise, I can tell you from Semanova, uh, every single lap, how many strokes she's doing. If it's warm up, if it's, if it's aerobic set, if it's anaerobic, if it's race pace, how many times she breathes, where she does breathe, how was the mistake of breathing. Like today we did a test that I'm doing regularly and was the best set ever. I can tell you exactly what was every part of this test they improved from the previous one. And that I'm a technique fan, uh, nerd. I'm a huge nerd of swimming. I love technique more than anything else, more than any program and stuff. And working on their technique is the, the key, my opinion, and the same part, the most enjoyable part. So I, I learned to know them much better than I used to do before. And I have time to dedicate to them with pleasure. It's not that you have 10 people to analyze videos. You have three, four. That's doable. 10, men. It was, it was killing me. I was losing the passion to do this. Oh, I, I can imagine. That's, that seems much more manageable. Uh, I have to wonder what was this test set that Simonova did this morning? It's a four, four fifties, descending the time and counting the strokes. I'm a stroke counter. I like efficiency. And then you do four 100 where you repeat each 50 twice. So if you start at no 35 seconds, the first 50 with 20 strokes, the first 100 needs to be 35, 35 with the same number of strokes. So at the beginning, it's easy. But the last one, when this morning she went, 31.5 with 23 strokes, okay? And then she went to 100, 31.5, 32.0 with 22 and 24 strokes. Man, this is like men swimming. That's not women swimming. And that was exciting to watch. Like when you see this stroke, when you see that it's happening and tomorrow morning we have an aerobic set based on these numbers. It's always like this. Like I will not explain too much now, but I, you know what? I would not even have a problem if you guys want to share these results every two weeks. Like, I, there are no secrets in swimming. If somebody tells me that's my book and I hide it, I have secrets, I would tell them to stop this BS because that's not true. There are no secrets in swimming. We know nothing about the water. We are in the age of rock of swimming. All the signs that we have inside, all the testing that we have inside are based on the ground. When you go in the water, it's maybe there are some value. I'm not saying there are no valuable tests, but there is nothing that words for Michael Phelps, for Dressel, for Adam Pitti, of any other name. Like you can have tomorrow a guy that is called David Popovich that will change all the theories that you had so far because it's a 17 years old. Now it's 18, but he was 17 years old with his stroke, with his body shape. And he just destroyed all the theories that were built before. How he can swim faster than Anath and Adrian. How? How? There are stuff where we don't know about us interacting with the water. And I don't have an answer. I'm just trying to explore everything and try to understand something like other people do. It's just that I base my, my, my stuff on basic things, stroke count, times, lactate. That's it. Mm. Well, first of all, you have my email, Luca. 
I would love to hear from you every two weeks about these sets and, and what you're doing with, with Barbara and, and Kyla and Eric and Robert. Oh, second of all, I'm glad you brought up David because the second you mentioned that you love technique, you're a technique nerd. I was like, okay, what do you think about David? What, what, you know, when you see Popovich swim, this 17 year old skinny kid, he breaks the world record in the hunter freestyle. What do you see there as a guy who, who is big on technique? So let's make a step backward about David. David has a few things that not everybody has. The first one, he has a coach, Adrian, 31, 32 years old, super quiet guy, super rooted. He's so rooted, so quiet, so cool. I love him. We are good friends. That's his strength. There is no fancy too much, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I love the work they're doing. That's we had discussion because you can imagine like the tension get David for everybody around him. Do this, do this, do this, do this. My my input was listen to listen to Adrian as much as you can because this boy will bring you far away. So this is he has an amazing person next to him. Second, his body shape. He's not human, he's a dolphin. If you see his body shape, he goes in like he's riding the wave when he's swimming. That's why he's allowed himself this huge catch. And the third point, he has a mentality that I, I had the chance to work with Ian Thor, for instance, to see some big guys around. And the day that I spoke with David first time, I just went back home and I said to my mom, I still spoke with my mom about everything. She knows sport. It's like, mom, prepare yourself. This boy will destroy everything in swimming soon. And I believe that we just saw him coming. I hope for him. I don't want to make pressure, but I believe that we are at the beginning of something very interesting happening regarding David and his technique that everything like, you know, when he's bending the arm, his body goes up just automatically. Why? Because he, he, he looks that he has three. You remember the jacket, the suits? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He has three jackets on him, but naturally. <laughs> and this is amazing. It's amazing how he's controlling this, like his capacity to, even when he's walking, he has a, such a posture. And cool, I love you. I'm a yoga fanatic. So I can mm -hmm. recognize some stuff in terms of posture. He has this insight. He has it by himself. So, like, just these guys are doing something so unique that it's lovely. I've had a huge chance to watch this from close and learn from this. That's inspiring. Well, thank you for your insight. Uh, I've we've we've reached out to Adrian. I've contacted him. We've we've talked a little bit. I'm trying to convince him to, to come on the podcast. But it's it's really interesting to hear that Adrian is such a quiet and grounded person, as you said, because when you talk to David you certainly get that sense, right? You can tell from his mentality, from his cadence, that he's very within himself and he can stay within himself on top of the, the marvelous technique <laughs> and the three times shaken uh, that is naturally his body shape. Um, so now I have to ask about Ian Thorpe. You worked with Ian for a time. W what stood out to you about him? What stood out about his mentality or the way he trained or his technique? I mean, it was funny in Budapest, we were with Ian there and, and David, like discussing together. And what you can smell is the same. It, Ian make me understand one thing is literally is, you have no excuses to not to be what you want to be. It was 2011, it was October, 2011. We were on Singapore going to the World Cup <clears throat> and he, we were dis discussing about some stuff and he suddenly, I tell him, but no, but that's not possible. And he said, just quit this, sorry, quit this shit. Stop telling me it's not possible. If you want something, you get it. And, and then this thing, you know, like it was about a cream from the face, by the way, my friend. We're talking about face cream. Okay. Like <laughs> from my eyebrows. Like 
that was, we're not talking about technique or crazy stuff. That was the topic because I cannot, I cannot say, stop saying that you cannot. I went home and you know, this thing, when you have something get bigger, 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 see, that changed my, my profession. I said, you know what? I will be the one, the thing that I want to be. And it's not being the best is I will give the best condition to the swimmer to perform. It doesn't mean being the best. I will give the swimmer the best condition possible. That's my goal. My being the best is go back home, having my family healthy, happy, and chill. That's my being the best. I don't care to be the golden coach of the 20 Olympic. I don't, I don't care about this. But I want to prove that my system can work giving the best condition possible to the swimmers to perform. That's a, that, that seems like a great philosophy. Yeah, uh, man, especially. It just, it just brings you problems because <laughs> you go against the system. And trust me, there is a Matrix. Did you watch Matrix, by the way? Yeah. You know Mr. Smith? Yeah. <laughs> man, the Matrix is defending himself with a lot of Mr. Smith around. There, there are a lot. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry for this uh, abstract like explanation, but yeah, that's that's it. No, 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 no worries. Uh, okay, so one more question, one more nerd question. When you were with Ian, when when you were tr- coaching him, well, what was one thing you saw that stood out to you that he did in the pool? Well, Gennady was coaching him. I was managing him and being assisting Gennady on the pool there. But what okay. I saw about him is the floating, the bit, the floating. If, if this guy. I never saw this in my life. The ability to stay, of course, he has a big feet, blah, 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 all this stuff. Yes, he has a big arm. Yes, he has a big, he's, he's stretch. Yes. But when he stays in the water, he's like a piece of wood, boom, staying up. And the first thing is swimming. The goal of the swimming is avoid resistance because double resistance requires four times more. Uh, yeah, double resistance is four times more power energy to go through. So you need to avoid resistance, AKA you need to be behind the water. That was the jacket was about, not about, uh, not about whatever it's about connecting you and making you be high. So Ian has this natural insight, was not doing his bodysuit. I saw him doing stuff in practice, even when he was not in the shape, just floating. And that's when I understood, okay, how we need to kick and how we need to hold the position. I'm telling you, Barbara Semanova, it's that unique talent with a beautiful technique that I'm struggling so much with her kicking to come up and reproduce this that it's not that easy. It's easy to say, but the kick of Ian, it was one of the best things I've ever seen in my life, especially not the kick down, the kick up. You know, when you kick down, it's very easy. You whip at the end and then the leg need to recover straight. That's Ian. And I can name another man. It's Alexander Popov. He was probably even better than Ian. I don't know. Ian, if you're listening, sorry, don't, 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 get, don't get angry at me again, but that's the reality. These two guys, they have something special. So if you ask me about Ian and Erd, it's this, it's the ability to kick up and this thing is lifting your body up and makes you float much higher. Mm. Interesting. And again, these are the little nuances that you don't really think about or that maybe we don't talk about enough on Swim Swam. So thank you for bringing these things up. Oh, I, I'm I very want, appreciative. <laughs> it's about the kick, please, anytime. Just again, maybe people don't agree, disagree, but it doesn't matter. Again, nobody has the solution because you bring another David, you're right. And then it's coming the new David, this guy is right. So I'm trying to put together have my own philosophy and, and, and try to put it together. That, that's it. Yeah. So, so going back to just your philosophy and your small group of athletes now, how do you determine training schedules or just a month to month, week to week 
Um, again, when you are sometimes with them, but sometimes not with them, obviously you're communicating all the time, but just, uh, again, you have so many different kinds of athletes. How, how do you decide what training will look like for any given period? So starting from Eric Persson, he has uh, his he has his personal coach uh, Karl Johan Gutstrom. I hope I said correctly the name. He's an amazing guy. So that's probably the one of the most unique cases where two coaches work together and there is no ego. We love each other. We love our three our team. And so when he, he's not in with me, Johan is taking care fully about the the plan. There, when he's coming with me, we discuss the plan before and then we execute. So it's Eric is very easy. It's super easy. And by the way, Eric is the it's such an easy person to work with in Iron, he was our 35th pick at the end of the story he was the top four in terms of points and the best team member ever if i create a team i want eric with me if i go to war i take eric with me before any champion and by the way eric is vice world champion of 200 breaststroke so it's it's high level but so with eric it's very easy in terms of organization with others i have a season plan which I might, oh, I should show you these ones. The season plan, it works by, it's, it's by periodization, by periods of work. And each period has his description of what I want to achieve every week. I have my goals for every week. So wherever I am in the world, whatever we're doing, we're just seeing what was the last week. Did we achieve all the goals? Did we achieve the volume? Did we, are we in the correct uh, physiological work, aerobic, anaerobic, power, whatever it is. If everything's correct, okay, let's move on. The next one, tell us to do this. And it's very easy. I have this goal, this goal, this goal this week. I can build a, I can build a week in 30 minutes. So that's how I'm working. I have goals for every single week of the year and I'm adapting this constantly, of course. So if you are with me or not, if we know the results of what you're doing, it's very easy to adapt it and to know what we, what do we need next. So for, for this period of, of training right now, October, you know, there's not yeah. a ton of competitions that you, you mentioned you're going to a meet soon. We got World Cups coming up, but, you know, it's kind of a, a lower key, probably a higher training emphasis, time of time of year to emphasize training. What, what are your goals for, you know, this week, last week, next week? Uh, okay. This week, do you want me to read it? Like, I can tell you exactly what's going on. Like, I would not like to, like... Yeah, uh, I'd love to. Uh, where is Barbara Simonova? Okay, goal number one of this week. It's transition from aerobic from aerobic power into anaerobic resistance. So, which means we are still working in the aerobic area. It's mostly aerobic, but we start moving into an anaerobic resistance, which means hard work, but a little bit longer, so I don't know, 1800 meter on very high quality, on high tempo, on a high pace, sorry. So we move from a classical, all these swimmers are swimming 200 meters. Even Kyla in the moment is doing a program of 200 because we have time with her to, to elaborate her stroke, to work on her strength and to improve her weaknesses. So it's through like genetic work when we're doing this and a lot of efficiency. Like today, I can tell you today, the two girls did first efficiency test and after 50 50s, each time going faster. And they finished the last 10 on an average of 30 on 50 seconds, 30.1 and 30.0 with 24, 23 strokes. So if you understand a little bit, 23 strokes for a woman swimming 30 seconds, it's pretty fancy after 50, 50s and efficiency test before. So this exactly kind of work. You mix efficiency into, into longer work. I call this anaerobic resistance. So you resist on anaerobic work. And then we finish with was 850s, pull boy band, all out 25 meter fly, 25 relax. 
So it was a 7K practice, 6.9. They were very unhappy that it was 6.9, not 7. So why we didn't swim 7K? We're not doing this often. Like, just like this. And um, I was saying this with the specific goals. And so the goal of this week, as I said this, it's transition from, uh, from the, the two zones, the efficiency test, and finishing with the race simulation. So on the weekend, we're going to jump and do the first 50 of the 200 for four times plus all the rest, all the practice. But just understanding how to start, of course, is not gonna be, it's not gonna be the 200 they're gonna swim in, in, in one week in Czech Republic and then in Berlin, that's gonna be slower. But that's the 50 in Melbourne in December. So I will not say how much needs to open Semanova, that's, that's private, but she needs to hit this time with this, with this tempo and this throw count for four times plus all the work around, but they, I have the specific goal. And by the way, on the side, there is a testing period on the, in the gym. So this week in the gym, we're doing some testing to see if the strength is moving in the direction that you want, because the next week we move from, from um, resistance in the pure strength in the gym also. So with this information, then I would love to show you this once, but not, not live, to show what happened, how is the two weeks program. In the two weeks program, this all this description. It's basically, it's a game. I'm, I'm like... I have like a big board and I'm putting what I want in each practice and then it's built and have everything under control. Without this, I'll be lost. I'm too chaotic. This is keeping my, my chaos inside. But then I write the practice five minutes before. On the pool deck, I write the practice because I know what's my main goal. I know, I know my main set. I know the secondary goal. It's not rocket science. It's not that complicated. I'm doing this since 15 years. I, I can't put these three things together. I'm not that. But yeah, but without this frame, without this organization it will be extremely complicated to me to do this mm -hmm. i love it uh that's that's great and it, it makes sense when, when you when you break it down like that someone might be saying you're writing your practice five minutes before your workout like that seems a little disorganized but as you said it's like you have your goal you know what you want to hit that day so it's like you just kind of fill in the the rest with what whatever set works for that this is day march this day march he said like i will not write something because i need to write it i will let them swim the warm-up i'm doing this before the warm-up but then i can change i see okay you're 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 like i see you like for semanova very not very often happen i don't like the hip rotation many times so we stop this we change completely we go on the stretch cord and we do 20 minutes stretch cord on hip rotation what i'm gonna write on my plane hip rotation stretch cord how much time i don't know so it, it doesn't make release i have no problem to change if it's meaningful to the goal we need to keep the volume if the volume is okay good Volume is good. If the, it's fitting the goals, good. So what does it, like, I will do what is the best for her. And we will go again. With 10 people, you cannot do this alone. I cannot. With four, yes, because I know exactly what, what she needs. What I think that I know. Sorry, wait. I think that I know what she needs. <laughs> it's a big difference. I don't have really the arrogance to say that's working 100%, but I'm sure that's working 100%. But, you know, like, I will not try to tell you, you must think as I'm doing. Nobody think whatever you like. Sure. Sure. Uh, okay. I, yeah. Thank you for that insight. Um, so then in terms of, um, your personal life, just managing the travel, managing kind of being all over the place, I'm just kind of curious what your travel essentials are, you know, when, when you're going from place to place, what, what do you always take with you or what do you make sure that you have with you at all times? Oh, wow. I was not ready for this. <laughs> Let me think. Uh, what to have with me? I have uh, I have um, almost a two years old boy. He's he's almost like missing less than one month. 
I have something from him each time. Something can be a sock, can be can be something stupid. Like I need something. But what I have with me, it's my book. Like me with my book, I'm lost. My training book. I write everything and my computer, of course. I was in the Philippines and my computer just kaput, finished. So the first two, first 10 days, man, I was panicking. Everybody, what's the plan tomorrow? I don't know. I don't, I was panicking really, thinking about the practices. And I never wrote any practice on the pool deck. Everything was ready before. Because if I go without my computer on the pool deck, man, I'm, I'm freaking out. Because then I need to improvise and do randomly. And I hate random. I hate random. So definitely the computer and my book, because I write everything first. Those are the two super essential stuff. The third, clothes. I love to have proper clothes. I don't want to look like a gypsy. I don't want to look ugly in terms of moving around. It doesn't mean that needs to be stylish or expensive. No, no, but it's my style. It are my clothes, are my shoes. Like I'm going, I went to for three weeks in the Philippines. I have five pairs of shoes with me. And I have my, my, some of my friends, colleagues, they go with one pair of shoes. Like, no, I will not do that. There is no way that I'm doing this. Absolutely. So yeah, I always ask more space. Uh, I'm, I like to be spoiled in any way possible. I'm just giving you insight. That's not going to help my image to get better, but it doesn't <laughs> matter. But yeah, I, 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 love, I love to enjoy life. Definitely. I don't want to be, please, don't take this bad. And whoever is lo looking at this, don't take this better. I don't want to look like an unhappy, old, ugly, unemotional coach on the pool deck. I don't want to be this. I don't want that my swimmer is looking at me and not thinking, oh, you know what? That's a cool job. Because I grew up thinking that coaching was a horrible job. I don't know why I started, actually. But I hated swimming when I quit. When I quit swimming, I was the happiest man in the world. And then something happened to bring me back. I believe in, I believe in karma. So I think that was my, my destiny to do this. And, but I don't want to be... So I, when the swimmers are... You can like me or dislike me. But what we are doing, it's cool. I know this. I know this. What we are doing, it's cool. So that's a football coach. Sorry, football, European football. I mean, American football. That's a basketball. They all, everybody looks at, at the high-level coach in basket from, from the Celtics to the Lakers, whatever it is. It's a cool position. Steve Kerr. Who doesn't want to be Steve Kerr? Who doesn't want? And now name me how many coaches, like kids know, I want to be that coach. They don't want to be Luca. I'm not saying I want to be that one, but I'm saying we are responsible to make swimming better. If we want to sell swimming to the media, if we want to sell swimming to businessmen to invest money in us and to pay us more, we need to sell an image that is attractive. Not attractive say beauty or ugliness. No, attractive is on style and its appearance. It's on being a good role model for younger coaches, swimmers, or just random people. We want to be a role model, and we are not at the moment. Yeah, do you uh <laughs> i mean i feel like a, a big part of that or, or missing part of that isl was trying to fill the gap right which you were a big part of um what i'm curious now that you were in a completely different coaching situation what was the difference for you of or, or what did the what did your role how did your role differ from what you're doing now with your very small group of athletes to being the head coach of an ISL team where you have a big team of pros from all walks of life doing very different things. First of all, I have to tell you, Olympic final achievement as a coach, whatever Olympics, it's here, ISL, 
was here. Like you could, it was not, it was not the same sport. I, I guess you guys don't like ISL that much. I, I, I didn't receive what I'm supposed to receive, so I'm not excited about. But ISL, it's pure future. If somebody's against ISL, you should really think if they're supporting swimming. And I don't care. I have many friends, coaches that are against. I say, guys, you didn't try this. And again, I'm not defending, defending the management. I'm not defending people that are not paying. I'm there. I'm in the same situation. I ask to my staff to be paid, not me first. I ask whatever, like the money for me is the last of the issues. I'm not driven by money. I want to make money, buddy. Don't misunderstand me. I want it. I want a lot of money. But that's not what is driving. I believe in success will bring money, not my, my, my demand. So forget the money now, okay? Please. Of course, the swimmers complain about it and they're right, but that's not the point. But the thing is, ISL was the NBA of swimming, purely, no discussion. And to work with this stuff, with these swimmers, Iron started without our best six swimmers. Milak was not there, Katinka was not there, this guy was not there, Emre was not there. Like, it was a huge, I came in, was like, holy crap, what am I going to do now? So we said, guys, you know what? We're going to do a team. We're going to be a real team. We're going to train for two weeks. And by the end of the story, we were probably the best team in terms of improvement. And was beautiful it was such an amazing experience to coach them and to make them these guys were committed they were committed to work hard they committed to listen they were committed to follow us basically to war we were going to war we have tactics we we, we established trash talking that's what i suggested i sell like we need to create drama inside i was very happy to be the evil like the the heel of the situation we we need this if we want to sell the product if you want to sit on our chair count kilometers and and make Olympic medalists because it's possible. That's what the coaches prove us. Sit on the chair, very tough program, and you have Olympic champion. Yes, true. They're right. I'm not saying they're not right. What I'm saying is we're not going to sell this to a new level. We will not compete with football, with, uh, uh, with uh, basketball, with UFC. We will not compete. They're going to eat us. They are eating us. <laughs> we are eating already. But we are swimming. We have a power that nobody has. We are more than track and field. We are a unique sport. Nobody will ever shut swimming down. Because the world needs swimming. That's a fact. And they need us. And we're not able to sell this product better. We have the responsibility to try to do this. I'm trying. I might fail. Probably would happen. But at least I will, you know, I will leave, drive on the sunset. They say, like, you know what? I, I really did my best. And I can go to sleep with much less friend than before. Because I have much less friend through this story. But at least I try to do what I think is good for, for the swimming movement. It's it's interesting. ISL brought a whole new world to swimming. I mean, it brought a, a whole new. It it was a revelation, and I loved it. I loved ISL, and obviously, like you said, the management, people getting paid, didn't didn't go great for some of some some involved. But uh, like you said, it was the future, right? It got swimming. It got swimmers engaged in a whole new way. It took people out of retirement right who are now retired yeah. now that isl is not happening at the moment um but it's really interesting we were just having this conversation the other day of you have to drive narratives to get people engaged in sports it's not about what's happening on the field it's not about what's happening in the pool it's about the narratives it's about the drama that's why people tune in and that doesn't mean people actually have to be arguing or be hating each other. That just means that we need something to sell so that people will get involved. And it's great to hear that you understood that. You're like, I'll be the bad guy. That's fine. But we need to we need to get people going. 
right? We need to, we need motivation, as you were saying, which is super cool to hear that Team Iron had that, and you were working with not just four or five motivated athletes, but a whole entire team that came together without their best players, and like you said, made some real noise by the end of the season. And I, by the way, not was not with San Italian, was not uh, roses and flowers with every swimmer. We had some tension inside, don't worry, like, like bloody tension. But it was, at, at the end, I thank these guys because they made me better. I had to fight with adult swimmers that are bigger than me, <laughs> stronger than me. And I need to tell them, man, you're out. But they, I, at the end, I thanked them. I said, really, thank you. You made me a better coach and a better person. Because I, I'm feeling more confident now. And this is the process. It's not always winning. Sometimes we lose. We came sixth. We didn't win anything. But I feel like a winner. We won that season. I, I, because I know what we went through. My staff, what our staff, my staff did, the commitment of the coaches and the, and the physio. Uh, by the way, in the Zenta project is Jan Herber, also the, the physio that used to work all his life with the Dutch team. And he's working with us now because he believes in his madness. And for me, that's the best compliment. I don't need other compliments. This man that I admire so much in so many years, because that's true. If you see his dry land, you understand how he's precious. He wants to work with us because he likes the idea of the project. Man, that's my money. This is, this is the real motivation for me. Let's make this medal and then all the rest will come. Last year, I had my best, one of my best friends, uh, Da Silva Rilson, which I didn't treat well in terms of communication. I maybe use this moment to apologize to him because I'm not perfect neither. <laughs> far away from this these guys during the isl they were amazing like they were listening everybody was working absolutely on the same on the same uh, situation i will give you like an insight we were thinking on the last match on the last day we were 70 points behind the italians the centurions after one day 70 points is a lot and we're like are we gonna lose on purpose tomorrow and tank so thinking the next season we're gonna have a best choice and i said to my staff it's my decision but if all the stuff it's against my decision, I will follow you. Doesn't matter if I'm the head coach. We vote, all of them voted to try to win, which was 70 points behind. And I said, guys, that's, that's no sense, but let's do it. I committed first 100%. We make theories how to cheer the guys because we were on the lane next to the block, next to the, how do you call this, to the box. We were exactly there. So we decide who was staying there, what time, who was cheering, how cheering, how to make stress the others also. That was an amazing game. And again, we beat the Italians by 1.5 points. That was, that was awesome. But even with was some beef and stuff, I love, I love the Italian. I mean, I'm Swiss from the Italian part. I love the Italians. Like, but it looked like it was some war between when I love this guy, Matteo, the coach, I admire him. I seriously admire him, what he's doing and what he accomplished. To not speak about Federica or other swimmers. But for the moment, I can tell you, it was not pleasant. But if television was there and was selling that moment, Everybody would like to know what's going to be the next between these two uh, teams. Everybody, because that's how it's working sport. And again, I love these guys. But that moment, look, there was like, oh, there is something happening. Let people think whatever they want. If we're selling this and we are swimming fast, because we're swimming fast, that was, that was the funny part. We were doing our job. Let them think whatever they want. That, that, that's, that's, but again, I don't know if you are ready for this, if the swimming world is ready to change so dramatically. So I will definitely no beef around. Don't worry. I will not go to the Olympics to beef with anyone. And you will say, ah, this guy said, no, 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 no. But definitely I will go on my way if somebody doesn't like it. And I think it's a lot easier to have that kind of beef if it's a team thing, right? If there's a team rivalry versus individuals 
because th- that kind of spreads the pressure out, right? That it's not like, oh, one guy's a good guy, one girl's a bad guy. It's a team versus a team, and you can kind of pick your side and your allegiances. But uh, you, so you mentioned Xanta Pro Swimming, uh, which is a project that that you and, and others have been involved in. Tell me a little bit about that and what's what's the goal for there. Uh, the, the goal is like it's very simple. Xanta Z- uh, Pro Swimming is. It has been created by the request of some swimmers to train together. It became bigger. And after one season and plenty of delusion, personal delusion because of the behavior of people, we cut it smaller. We said, okay, we have four people. We believe that each of them in Paris can have a, like a very important role. So I, I, you can never say, we, of course, we want to win. We want to win with world record. Okay, that's, that's the point. And whoever says something different, should change up like we are working that's what we are dreaming of what is the realistic goal it's to be in the final because you know like you can have a new david popovich coming out you will not beat him and all your plans are not bad because a guy like him came out so if you are four fifth six seven eight because your op- op- uh, opponents competitor did it it's nature we don't know even how so if we recognize they're better i have no problem to recognize i love to say to somebody hey, man, congratulations you beat me you're you, you did better I will work my soul off to not to make sure that this doesn't happen anymore in my life. I hate to lose. I have no problem to lose. I want to learn from everything. But each time that I learn, I go back home. So this is, this is what our idea is. Our idea is we work together and we want to be protagonists in Paris. And I don't care if it's Zenta. I don't care. They are themselves. It's the identity of giving swimmers the right space to develop their own consciousness about elite sport it sounds a little bit philosophical but that's the real creating a space where they can be themselves and push them on the limits where it hurts where it's uncomfortable make uncomfortable became comfortable love the fact that you suffer but you suffer because you, you love this because you know that when you finish a barbecue and somebody's telling you let's go play basketball i'm 40 now but i will jump out with my full body i'm vegetarian so i will not eat meat but whatever i'm eating i will jump up and go play basketball like a like a donkey I will, nobody will stop me. But the theory is, but you're not tired. You're not full. No, because I love doing it. And that's the same idea. There is no early. There is no late. There is no Sunday. There is no Monday. There, there is no failure or success. It's just we need to improve. The plan this week on Sunday is to go to swim 3K with the swimmers. I go in the water with them and we do technique. Catches, position, better position. We do yoga in the water. We do all this stuff. Do they have to do this? No. They can stay home. Yes. Yes, they will come because it's a pleasure. So you guys swim, does that mean you all swim seven days a week? No, not always. No, no. Especially like I'm talking about Semanova. Semanova. Oh, she's going to be happy how I said her name. <laughs> um, with her, like it's very often that we take like Saturday, we have one practice and then we say, you know what? We do Saturday afternoon gym. We don't swim after the gym, but we go for one hour on Sunday. I said, yeah, cool. That's a cool idea. Can I do sauna after? Cool. We have a beautiful center, which is a sponsor. And please, one thing, uh, allow me this. You mentioned Tenerife. These people in Tenerife, what they're doing for me, it's amazing. So I just need to mention this, that the training center in Tenerife, the 3T center, first of all, it's one of the best in the world. And that's everybody that goes there can tell you. That's not, I'm not trying to sell you air, but how they help me, that's unique. If somebody wants a professional place to train in Europe and all year long good weather, for me, there is no better place in the world. 
So just I, I needed just to let people this know because they're the only entity that doing sacrifices to help this crazy project. And I own them this. These people, Kevin, Heike, guys, just keep going like this. Thank you. And here in Austria, I have like a same commitment with a five-star wellness center. <laughs> so basically, we are swimming next to the little bit older people, which is amazing. It's such a different context. But we are swimming outdoors. So we have zero degrees or minus something. We are outdoor. Because the water is 28, 29 degrees. So they don't feel cold. They're amazing. I'm freezing. But who cares about this, no? <laughs> like, <laughs> They, they are really good that, that, that's uh, that's the idea so always swimming never swimming there is no always swimming like if you if you if you when you love your wife when you love your partner you want to be in contact 24 7 because there is love and i see the swimming you don't need to abuse but at the same time if you like to do something there is no reason to stop what it sounds like to me is that i need to come film some practices in austria and tenerife at these amazing facililities with you guys because you be uh <laughs> you, pay, you pay your flight i take care of better for you don't worry about anything in austria <laughs> my family is running the hotel business we have to just pick your flight tell me where you land and i will take care of you now because it's I, I would be proud to show this we are not i'm very confident i sounds maybe arrogant i i'm not i'm just confident that what we are doing is good for the swimmers and it's good for humanity we need to do good stuff for 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 the mankind i'm not kidding that's not now philanthropy philosophy or semantic this is really what i believe i believe in karma again if i don't act well bad things gonna happen so what we are doing i believe it's good it's gonna be successful i don't know some people don't believe this i have no problem with this everybody's free but if you want to come to see with your eyes what is this work you just need to tell me date you don't need i don't have to tell you when you will tell me when because i have no secrets i will not i will not trick you you can tell me one day before the trigger and you will have the truth in front of your eyes You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.